welcome back to Speaking Startup, Missouri Business Alerts podcast covering the news and issues important to Missouri entrepreneurs. I'm Jack Anstein. And I'm Casey Murray. On today's episode, we'll discuss challenges to entrepreneurship and the millennial generation. And later, we'll hear from Ben Johnson, president of Next Missouri, to discuss what impact the Missouri Technology Corporation losing its funding and the 2021 state budget could have on startups and innovation centers. Plus, we'll have this week's headlines, digits, and other startup news you need to know. So what are we waiting for? Let's speak startup. So last time we did a podcast, um, you were about to head off the grid, Jack, for 4th of July. How did that go? It was really fun. I was kept busy with boating and swimming, but it was definitely a nice feeling to come back and be connected again and keep up with all the news that's going on. Yeah, I definitely feel that as a journalist. I think we always miss getting in on all the news and knowing what's up. I actually ended up going to my family's farm in Oklahoma, so I was also without cell signal and had mixed feelings about it. Well, that still sounds really fun, and I'm glad you got to see your family, but why don't we get to our headlines of the week? All right. Um, Our first headline of the day is about Digital Sandbox KC announcing four new startups that it will fund on its proof-of-concept program. The program works to move early-stage startups from concept to reality. The newly funded Kansas City area startups in the program include MatchRite Care, which delivers personal health records to patients, and Panda Healthcare Technologies, which is a tool that offers a biometric measure of the presence of autism in children as young as 12 to 18 months. Specific funding amounts were not disclosed, but the startups may request up to $20,000. St. Louis-based startup Gateway Technology secured $2.2 million in grant funding from the National Institutes of Health. The company, which focuses on treating hearing disorders, plans to use the funding on a treatment for tinnitus. Executives say the grant should help them advance towards clinical trials of the new treatment. To date, Gateway Technology has raised more than $5 million in grant funding. Brush Creek Partners, a Kansas City-based insurance agency, has started a new accelerator for insurance technology startups, and it recently named the companies of its first cohort. Among the seven companies selected to participate is Risk Genius, a Kansas City area startup that applies machine learning to insurance policies, with the goal of helping industry professionals with risk analysis. The accelerator features an eight-week program that begins in August. Columbia-based health startup Helium won P&G Ventures Innovation Challenge, garnering $10,000 cash and the opportunity to join Brandery, a nationally recognized accelerator. The startup won an additional $200,000 in other benefits. Helium aims to relieve stress using augmented reality and consumer wearables. In the innovation challenge, Helium's founder, Sarah Hill, pitched an aisle to sell its mental health products in drugstores and other retail stores. For more information, check out my story on this topic at MissouriBusinessAlert.com. Our first story today is about millennial entrepreneurs. Millennials definitely take a lot of heat online. Is that part of the story? Yes, millennials have definitely taken a lot of criticism from older generations. And that's part of the story, but that's not entirely what it's about. What's it about then? Despite the fact that millennials are interested in starting their own businesses, 
They are the least entrepreneurial generation in 100 years, according to a study by the U.S. Small Business Administration. Wow, I definitely didn't expect that. What's behind that trend? Well, I spoke to some entrepreneurs to find out. The internet is full of critics that love to hate on millennials. Older people have called millennials lazy and narcissistic, even coining them the participation trophy generation. Maybe then, it shouldn't come as a surprise that millennials, according to a study by the U.S. Small Business Association, are less likely to become entrepreneurs than any other generation in a century. But this did come as a surprise to Miyu Sutton. That does surprise me because, I mean, I personally, I love being an entrepreneur and I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Sutton is on the younger edge of the generation. Millennials are defined as people born from 1981 to 1996, and Sutton was born in 1994. She doesn't feel that the negative stereotypes of millennials fit her. I can't say I'm, I'm lazy. I work part-time. I'm going to school full-time, and I'm working over 40 hours for my business. You know, I feel like I'm a hustler. I, I'm not lazy. Like, I'm the opposite of what they're saying about a millennial. Sutton currently runs Card My Yard St. Joseph. It's a franchise of the national chain that prints and places yard signs, usually for special occasions. She got into the business to gain experience and because she could work flexible hours that would fit her schedule, but she keeps doing it because it brings joy to her customers. Even though it's just staking yards, it makes people happy. Like it brings so much joy to people and you don't realize that until, you know, you stake the yard and you get those comments afterwards or seeing the videos. Being able to do what you love on your own terms is a big part of what Sutton thinks makes being an entrepreneur so valuable. She cares about the job she does and knows the work she puts in goes towards keeping and expanding that job. It's like you're spending all these hours, but you know it's going towards you. It's going towards the growth of your business. So I, I think it's worth every risk. But for some reason, other millennials aren't taking the jump. At age 30, less than 4% of millennials reported self-employment as their primary job in 2015, compared with over 5% of Generation X and nearly 7% of baby boomers. That's despite the fact that millennials seem to be highly interested in starting their own businesses. 62% of millennials said they had a dream business they would like to start, and nearly half said they intend to start a business in the next few years, according to a 2017 survey by America's Small Business Development Centers and the Center for Generational Kinetics. So why aren't more millennials entrepreneurs? The exploitation of young people in terms of student debt has been shocking and immoral. That's Alice Layton, a social entrepreneur and professor of social entrepreneurship at the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Though she said she is not an expert on trends in business ownership, she spoke on her personal observations and knowledge from both working as an entrepreneur and working with young people. Entrepreneurs need friend and family money. That's how they all start. Whether you're Donald Trump with a small loan of a million dollars from his dad or whoever you are, somebody's paying the rent or the mortgage on that proverbial garage. You're getting help from the resources around you. The more we burden young people with debt, the less likely they are to have themselves or around them the extra funds lying around, the extra time lying around. About 48% of millennials feel student debt has limited their career options, according to a survey by the Economic Innovation Group, and 42% list insufficient financial means as the biggest reason they haven't started a business. The most famous entrepreneurs of our time are all middle or upper middle class. So Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates and those people had 
families who could well afford to house, feed, and support them while they figured out their gig. I'm not saying that that's why they're successful. I'm just pointing out that that was the case. And that is often the case, that there's somebody's basement you can live in. Debt and finance play a big part in why millennials opt out of entrepreneurship, but so does risk. 71% of millennials recognize that taking risks and being willing to fail are important to getting ahead, but 44% still believe the best way to advance their career is to climb the corporate ladder. Only 22% said the best way to advance their career is through entrepreneurship. This was something Chris Yetke took issue with. He thinks being an entrepreneur can ultimately give you more control. Nobody can control my income other than me. And the only way for me to make that happen was to create a business, to create my income. I've turned down multiple, multiple offers over the years because of that, because it wasn't an income that I can control. It was more money than I was making now considerably. But again, upfront money with no real control of it kind of scared me. So that's what led me to saying, you know what, I'm, I'm ready to be an entrepreneur. I'm ready to put my worth out there and reap the benefits of it. Yet Key is an older millennial, born in 1982. He runs an insurance business called Watchdog Insurance, but has experimented with entrepreneurship in many ways over the years. He feels that millennials actually have an advantage, both as workers and entrepreneurs. I think it puts us in an advantage to see that you've got to be flexible with the times and always looking for that next kind of technology front and harness it. Because that's what I see a lot with older generations too, is new technology comes and they're very standoffish and they want to fight it tooth and nail. To Yetki, the millennial generation has been misunderstood, and the stereotype of millennials as lazy is a misinterpretation of their desire for flexibility. If they understood that, honestly, I feel they could harness it, and that's where I'm at. You know, I've, I've, I understand it. I understand that a millennial doesn't really want to be locked down to an office every single day, nine to five. So I've created a business structure where they can work from home, where they can go work from the library or a Starbucks, or they can move to Hawaii and still work for me selling insurance in Missouri. This is something Leighton, the UMSL professor, agreed with. You can't create the future without risk. The, the, the business model of yesterday is not the business model of tomorrow. And it's highly unpredictable, but it's not like things are so great. You have to want to build the future and not simply hold on to what you have. Millennials have a great choice and a great opportunity to change the future. Things aren't all doom and gloom for millennials as entrepreneurs. In fact, the coronavirus could spur on the next round of business owners. Entrepreneurship increases in recessions. When there are good paying jobs around, people say, you know what, let somebody else worry about where the money comes from. And they might still work on their idea, but they work on it as a side gig or something. But when jobs are scarce, people think, well, what can I do? So, I mean, some famous examples from the 08 recession are Uber and Lyft. Millennials may not have been entrepreneurs at the same rate as older generations in the past, but the world is changing quickly. Change brought by the gig economy or by recession has the potential to turn the tide as more people attempt to take their income into their own hands. Now we'll turn our attention to the 2021 state budget. Casey, have you seen the latest news on the state budget? Yeah, I saw that there were a lot of programs that lost funding because of the coronavirus, right? Exactly. And one of the programs affected is the Missouri Technology Corporation, or MTC. 
MTC is a public-private partnership that promotes entrepreneurship across the state. How was MTC impacted by the state budget? Well, it was originally allotted $1 million, but that funding was withheld altogether. Wow. Do you have a sense of how that will affect entrepreneurs across the state, especially during the pandemic? Well, I spoke with Ben Johnson, president of Next Missouri, an organization that supports Missouri entrepreneurs and MTC, to find out more. I'm here with Ben Johnson of Next Missouri. Thank you for joining me. Can you please introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Ben Johnson. Uh, by day, serve as the vice president of programs for BioSTL, um, a nonprofit in St. Louis committed to transforming the economy through innovation and entrepreneurship. Uh, and part of that work is working on building a conducive in public policy environment uh, for innovation and entrepreneurship. And so through that, we've uh, convened um, a group called Next Missouri, um, a statewide advocacy coalition uh, to support entrepreneurs and reduce barriers to entrepreneurship. And so I also serve as the president of Next Missouri. I know that Next Missouri supports the Missouri Technology Corporation or MTC. It's recently been announced that MTC will have its allotted $1 million withheld in the 2021 state budget. What impact do you see that having? Yeah, so um, it, it will certainly have an impact, um, you know, and, and as much as anything, it, it's the continued decline of MTC funding. So the state had been making pretty significant investments up to $20 million a year um, and really created a significant amount of entrepreneurial momentum across the state. And over the last three or four years, that's been chipped away um, now down to the million dollar uh, level. Um, and then, as, as you described, uh, you know, the, the governor withholding that million dollars, um, you know, it will mean that MTC will be limited in particular, I believe, in the amount of entrepreneur supports um, and grants it can make to the state's entrepreneurship ecosystem. Um, you know, we understand you know, this is a, a, a very challenging budget time across the state, MTC's withhold of a million dollars was just part of an entire withhold across the state budget of, of nearly 450 million, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so we understand that the governor and and, uh, and the legislature have very tough budget decisions to make, um, but we're here to make sure that they understand the stories of entrepreneurs, the needs of entrepreneurs in the state and the, the opportunity that is lost if the state's not investing, um, you know, as we said, 80% of net new job growth in the state, you know, the, the new jobs that are bringing people out of unemployment and into um, new employment opportunities come from new businesses. And so as we think about um, not just responding to the pandemic and economic crisis that we're in now, but really think about recovery, um, it's going to be new businesses that really drive that recovery and get us back to um, a, a buzzing uh, economic engine in the state. And how do you see this impacting MTC's ability to aid entrepreneurship across the state? Yeah, um, you know, I, I MTC, don't know exactly how uh, MTC's staff and, and the board um, are weighing those kinds of decisions. MTC um, has built some amount of reserves um, through its investment program. Those reserves, I understand, have some restrictions. Um, so I think the MTC board is weighing now um, with two years of its entire state appropriation withheld or clawed back um, and a previous year even before that where it had to dip into reserves. 
uh, weighing how it can continue to try to maintain some momentum in the state's entrepreneurship ecosystem um, with limited and, and very dwindling reserves. Are there any other ramifications we should think about when looking at how this will affect startups and entrepreneurs themselves? Yeah, yeah, I think one of the important uh, things to consider is just the signal that this sends to entrepreneurs in Missouri and entrepreneurs outside of Missouri who are considering opening up locations in Missouri. Um, the funding for MTC is one of the state's only real visible public signals about how Missouri values entrepreneurship. Uh, and the kind of the only signal that entrepreneurs see is that MTC has continued to be cut. And so while the reduction in funds certainly hurts the ability for MTC to catalyze private investment or to support organizations that are um, uh, building entrepreneurial businesses, uh, it is also just the signal that it sends about Missouri's priority for supporting entrepreneurs that puts a black cloud um, over the state in our ability to attract new entrepreneurs to the state or even potential entrepreneurs who are thinking about starting a business and thinking about their path forward. It sends a signal that, um, you know, maybe they won't uh, see the support or maybe it isn't as fertile of an environment as they might hope to see as they make that leap into creating a new business, hiring new employees and creating new economic activity. Thank you so much for joining me, Ben, and making some time to provide your insight on this topic. get to the digits of the week, the numbers that matter most to Missouri business. Jack, what's your digit? My digit is 96. And why did you pick 96? 96 applicants in Missouri received Paycheck Protection Program funding in the $5 to $10 million range. Among Missouri cities, St. Louis had the most companies take out loans in this range, with 31 companies. The Trump administration announced on Monday the names of the 650,000 employers that received small business aid. Small businesses can continue to apply for the loans through early August. My digit is $17.5 million because that's how much St. Louis County's Small Business Relief Program will pay out to small businesses. The fund will provide one-time grants of up to $15,000, and businesses could be receiving their checks as early as today. Over 500 small businesses in the county are expected to benefit, while over 1,500 applied. An economic recovery team of volunteers, appointed by County Executive Sam Page, will be advising the council on how to spend the funds. There has been some controversy over how these volunteers disclose possible conflicts of interest. Nice, and that just about concludes our show. We just need a closing thought. This is Ben Johnson of BioSTL and Next Missouri, speaking on the importance of entrepreneurship during times like these, when the economy is struggling due to COVID-19. The reality is that new businesses and entrepreneurship drive job growth in every part of our state, um, both high tech innovation you know, based businesses um, that exist in every county in Missouri and also more Main Street local businesses. Uh, you know, it is these new businesses that drive job growth. So I think policymakers are increasingly understanding and hearing from 
uh, entrepreneurs and employers in their district about the importance of new businesses and the new economy. That's all we've got this week. This has been Speaking Startup from Missouri Business Alert. This episode was produced, edited, and hosted by Jack Einstein and me, Casey Murray. Our theme music was produced by Elliot Bowman. We'll speak to you next time.